This is Brian Sambarino, and you're listening to the Disruptive Consulting Podcast. It's my mission to help decision makers and business owners excel, so I'm bringing you some of the nation's top consultants and executives to break down the strategies that they've used to disrupt the average day-to-day process. Who is your market? Who is positive? That's... that's today from Peralta Design. Uh, Ramon, feel free to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are. Yes, hi, I'm Ramon Peralta. I'm the founder and CEO at Peralta Design, your marketing agency partner. We provide the rocket fuel for business through branding, web development, and digital marketing. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. There it is. Um, Yeah, I I mean, good. great reputation in the area so i appreciate you coming on um also you have your own podcast right so we mm-hmm. you want to talk about that for a minute sure yeah so mission controls our podcast seems like everybody has a podcast but i love it because it's just an opportunity to put out really positive content in a world uh where we get bombarded uh with negativity uh, it's great to feature and highlight some of our clients and some local folks and national folks that are making an impact uh, in their community uh, through their philanthropy or maybe they go to some university or they have some really great business opportunity. So I'm, I'm honored to be on your show. And of course, I would make the time to be on it. So thanks for having me. Thanks, Ramon. Um, so I, I ask uh, pretty much a set list of questions and, and we'll yeah. start with you know who, who is your market who is my market so that's that's changed over the years um, i think every business um you know has the uh the evolution or they should um right now uh 2023 our target uh our business owners the decision makers the business owners we're definitely a b2b business but we we're really targeting businesses that are doing 5 million and up in business. Uh, when we started our business, um, you know, 15 years ago, our target uh, were startup businesses, right? So completely different market now. While we still do attract startup clients, I think primarily based on my history of being on the original team behind Priceline and our, our kind of capability and launching a company quickly we're really more focused on well-funded, uh, well-established businesses that want to go to that 10 million or 20 million uh, or 100 million level. So our strategies and tactics will help them scale and grow uh, their businesses, um, many of which are, are just word-of-mouth businesses that finally feel like they should try marketing. Uh, and and uh, that's our target these days, the actual business owners. We're definitely a B2B business. One thing that you mentioned, um, and we we didn't include in the intro, is that Ramon is an established speaker, and uh, you mentioned Priceline, right? So do you want to give everyone a little back uh, bio of your background? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm dating myself when I go there, but it is part of my brand story, and I, I encourage people to craft their own brand story. 
and, and talk about the failures and the ups and downs that they may have gone through to get them to where they are today. And my story, uh, you know, begins at Priceline. I was on that original team that uh, launched it um, back in 1998. I had an opportunity um, to go work there, uh, like a lot of people did. Uh, once it left the Nest, the Nest being the incubator that I worked at, which was called Walker Digital. Uh, I had so much fun creating the company uh, along with my teammates um, that I realized quickly that was more fun to me than actually working at a company. So the environment at Walker was like, okay, what's the next company that we're going to launch? And so I, I, I instead of uh, being part of the Priceline full-time staff, uh, I, I stayed on board at Walker Digital, where uh, we continue to innovate and continue to incubate startup companies for the next 10 years. So if you can imagine my boss at the time, Jay Walker, who gave me a tremendous education, he had a patent portfolio of over 400 patents all around e-commerce, technology, travel, um, health, um, gaming. And so Priceline was just one of those patents, probably the most famous patent um, to, to have become a company. Um, but it was it was through working with Jay for that long that I really, um, you know, developed a knack and a passion for how do you take an idea and, and monetize it? How do you take an idea and brand it? How do you take an idea and grow it? And so that's a lot of, of the foundation of what we do at Peralta Design today. Oh, that that's a great great story um you know what how do you take that and, and decide which problem to solve because i mean there's so much it's it's so loaded there's branding there's marketing yeah. there's all of this uh all of these terms that i don't even know about but how, how do you yeah. take that experience to solve a problem well i mean we we think about who our customer is we think about who we're targeting um we think about um you have to kind of like the, the, the formula for a pitch deck when you have a new idea is still what we did back then. It's still what we do today. You kind of um, tee up the problem. You know, you, you present statistics, you present uh, a scenario that everybody's kind of gets on the same page with. And then you hit them with like, and here's this. And back then the problem, if, if you want to think about it, literally was empty airline seats. You know, Jay really had this idea of like, okay, so if these are airline, empty airline seats that are flying overhead, how can we get people in those seats at a discount? You know, it was the concept of, of uh, unused supply um, or untapped demand. Um, think about restaurants, they have a time period where they're slow. Same concept as you would offer a lunch bonus or afternoon uh, discount um, to get people in. Um, if there are times in your business that you see that it that it that it gets slower, maybe there's there's some kind of promotion you do at that time. So um, I think how do we how do to answer your question? Um, typically, we ask people how are you going to make money. We listen to their whole pitch, and then we ask them how are you going to make money. Uh, it's very important to us that people understand that while they may be solving a problem. Um, they also need to have some sort of monetization strategy. Um, and I don't think if you go to a web developer that works from home or a designer that
that works from home and these and i and i'm not picking on working from home but i'm using them as examples of people that work in silos uh if you're a business owner and you find someone an individual that's going to help you with with one aspect of your business you have to realize that you need different eyeballs on that project you need you're doing a website you need a marketing team to look at it you're just you know you, you need a designer to look at it it's not just having a web developer and that's one of the things that that i learned back then is the the aspect of having a team that each brings a unique kind of set of superpowers that ultimately benefit the client in the end and in, in bringing their solution to life it, it, it's such a good point when i when i started this um you know, it was just me, but now uh, just working with all these people, it, that that was exactly, and, and I think that some of it I, I took from you, uh, or at least got the idea to take from you, mm -hmm. the, just the, the the idea to have all these complimentary services and me, because now my right. whole team, I, I write, she reviews, she writes, I review, um, I add data, she adds community or something like that, right? Um, you're, you're right, it's just so important. And I don't think that it's really possible. I mean, freelancing is is great, but it's it's just like next level shit, you know? Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You, you're gonna get, you know. I know we're, we're gonna talk about what's our advantage, but I, I at some point, but I think the pricing is not gonna be on par. Like an, it, it, an agency is gonna charge you. It's gonna be way more than what an individual is gonna charge you. But the value that you get by working with an agency exceeds um the pitfalls of working and look i don't knock anybody that's doing that i started you know in in my basement as an individual as a solopreneur it's just taken me 15 years to get to a point now where team doesn't really need me i i can go out and speak i can i can go on a book tour i can do other things um because i've built this team up um, all of it has been motivated by the purpose of providing a greater level of service right you you're gonna you if you're in business you've got to continue to wow people you've got to continue to raise the bar on what their expectations are uh because agencies are competitive you know you, you know your space um you know, analytics and all that. I'm sure there's a million other companies that do what you do. Like I say to everybody, um, what makes your business unique? What makes your business different? And and you can you can start with service and providing a higher level of service uh, is one way to do that. Well, one thing that I want to point out is you you mentioned price, and then at the end you mentioned competition. Um, yeah. It, it's funny because I, I get I get leads from this one portal and we put in these like simple um, simple proposals and many of the other people on in this portal are um, maybe freelancers or solopreneurs or something like that and then the woman called and said like hey uh, just wanted to touch base this guy has we have this project and then mentioned in that call um, you know you guys are the best on the platform and and then I said to my employee Michaela uh, price just went up yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it, it's uh you got to pay your staff you got to pay your your invoices i mean today i lost a project uh to to an individual and it's like i 
there's no sweat, you know, in full transparency, it was going to be a, uh, you know, a, an organization's kind of centennial event. It was, it was going to be this big booklet. Um, and, you know, they've, you know, it's expensive. It's a hundred page booklet. They wanted to get it printed and designed. And while we do probably 70% digital, we still have a, quite a chunk of our businesses print. And, and at the end of the day, they said, oh yeah, we're going to go with this individual to put this book together. Well, you know, I, there's no way that an agency is going to compete with an individual. The, 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 no. the challenges are if that individual gets sick, if that individual gets another gig that pays them more, that individual goes on vacation, your project is stalled. Um, but, you know, in some cases it is a better move. If you're sincere about doing what's best for the customer, there are going to be some situations where you literally get news like that. In my case, I said to them, absolutely no sweat. Actually, let me know if, if if there's any room in your publication, I'll put an ad in it. Even though I didn't win the job, I'll still I'll still support the cause and put an ad in it. And 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 that's that's another level, another level of uh you know integrity, if you will. It's also uh being being true to what your mission is. If your mission is about helping clients and they actually find better option so be it you're gonna you're gonna win the next job you're, you're making room for your team to tackle projects that are more in alignment with what you should be working on and i think it really just comes down to good business practice at least my experience it, it's funny that you mentioned that story because a few days ago i was working with this client and we prepared a few grant applications for her and she's got a she, uh, she's got a nonprofit. It's pretty big out, out in california but she's she uh formed a new and we haven't had any luck getting her funding um, for whatever reason, but we put in a few applications and she said, you know, um, I haven't been working with other, any other grant consultants. Um, I, you're, I don't know, talk, talking about how I was like such a nice person, this and that, because yeah. I, I treat her well, right? And I, I don't yeah. like bail her some exorbitant amount of money. Uh, point is, I told her, listen, I'm gonna set you up in this portal. It's similar to what The Great Give does, but it's for California. And mm -hmm. um, you let me know when your profile is all set and the, the program starts because I'm going to donate $200 to your charity. I don't say that because I'm trying to brag or anything. It's just relative to your story, it's right? Goodwill. Um, it's goodwill. It's absolutely right. goodwill. And it goes a long way. Right. Um, all right. So, I, I mean, I think we both know, but, you know, how did you build this reputation? Just uh, being true, uh, being a man of my word, saying, I would do the things that I would say I was going to do when I'd say I was going to do them. Um, if you do that, you know, you're already doing 90% better than most people. I think most people flake out uh, if there's no interest in it for them. Um, they're, they're not dependable. Um, you know, I support a ton of, of uh, charities. Um, and, you know, I reciprocate. If a, if an agency hires us, we have a lot of nonprofit agencies. You know, a lot of what they spend on us goes right back to them. Um, and over time, if people see you, you know, it's, I've been at this 15 years plus, but if people see you uh, at events and and they, they they see the checks coming in and word gets around, trust me, in the in the circles of, of philanthropy, uh, word gets around, you start getting board positions, uh, you start getting invitations, you start getting solicitations. Um, and at some point you start saying, okay, do these organizations align with 
what my company stands for, what I stand for. Are they hiring us to help them do some of the things they need to do? And if all those things start lining up, then it makes total sense to be in that pipeline. Um, and in doing so, you build a good brand reputation for yourself because people people talk. Um, you know, you see the impact. They see you at the right events. Um, but it but it but people are also um, you know there's a lot of uh, let's just say that you you you'll pass the sniff test when you really are sincere about the things that you support and the things that you belong to um and you just never know um we've we've uh like many industries like i think the nonprofit space can also be incestuous where somebody's an, an executive director someplace and they go to a different one and now they're the director there and so you find the relationships that you build over the years follow you from one organization to another at times and and that also um builds your brand reputation because now when that person who's dealt with you at a different organization ends up at another organization they're required to bring in their people and you're you're in that circle right um so uh, it takes time but it, it it works best if 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 you're authentic if you're sincere and if you align with the causes that matter the most to you it, it, it's it's such a win-win for yourself for your team for your company um and and you want to be part of the solution regardless of what the news might say um you know uh doom and gloom your team has to stay motivated i always i always like to tell them um you know at pd we're part of the solution so I, that's what i encourage and one thing that i i i would love i've been talking to a couple colleagues um i really want to get more involved in the community and, and um it's not necessarily for for brand or I, I don't know. I just I, I've I've I used to be uh, somewhat, but um, I think that at this point it's time for me to start giving back. So if you know anything, like podcasts or not, if you know any uh, boards or things that I can contribute to in any way, uh, please huh. let me know. Absolutely, there's so many. Um, so we can certainly have a, a conversation about that offline. Awesome. Uh, so. What do you think is your greatest asset? What do you think is your greatest liability? Um, this could be personally, professionally, anything like yeah. that. I think our, our, our greatest asset is the team we've built. We've got a really, really strong culture. I'm actually on a panel tomorrow morning talking about culture. And culture comes down to just, it's easy. Richard Branson um, is one of my, one of my uh, favorite guys to quote what he's done at Virgin, but basically you build culture by treating people the way you wish to be treated. So that's, we've just built a great place to come in and work every day and they're willing to do anything they can to help our clients. And so the ability to just clone myself and my level of, of uh, attention to detail on a large scale is, is, our, is our biggest asset. Um, our biggest liability is that, um, I'm a harmonizer. I'm a, I, I, meaning that like I really want everybody to, to be in a good place, clients included. And so my biggest liability that in doing that I could be very trusting. I could drink the Kool-Aid very fast. Uh, and so at times it exposes us as a company, um, you know, to, to uh, possibly not getting paid or getting involved in something that that doesn't really ever launch uh, or 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 um, you know. Um, 
puts our team uh, in, in, in a precarious situation. And so um, what I've done to alleviate that is I make sure to get more people involved on my team in the decision-making process. Um, in my early days, I would pound the pavement, bring clients in, and, and we take care of those clients at any cost. Now, um, to alleviate and minimize that liability of me being too trusting and wanting to, wanting to help people uh, to a fault is that I make sure my, my, my team feels like the client is a good fit for them as well as a client. So I, I make sure the team understands like it's not about how much, how much sales I'm bringing in. It's is this client a good fit for PD? Are you guys okay being the main point of contact with this client? Are you going to be okay working with this client? Are there any red flags that we're seeing during the negotiation phase, during the discovery phase that might be indicative of a problem client down the line? And, and so getting them involved earlier, um, I do the same thing if we're hiring. I bring people in early and let them give me their feedback on okay, you're going to probably work with this person more than I am. So do you like this person? Um, are you willing to like hang with this person? Getting their input more versus here is a new guy. Get, get used to him. Um, goes a long way to minimize that liability that, that I know I'm prone to. So you gotta be, you gotta be to that own self be true. There are things you're prone to. If you're prone to rush over the details, hire somebody that's going to look at the details. You know, like if you're, you know, I go back to that, my, my TED talk, firing yourself. If there are things you're doing that you're not good at, fire yourself, you know, but you got to be honest with yourself to, to minimize that liability. Hmm. Interesting perspective. Um, all right. So next, this is the question of the show. Uh, and this is why, no, like, this is why I started this show. This is the, the whole theme of it. I want to know, how are you disruptive in your industry? There are a million marketers not as good as you, yeah. a lot of consulting agencies not as good as yeah. you. Yeah, how am I disruptive? Uh, we have, uh, we have passive well, internally, from a team standpoint, from a culture standpoint, we're disruptive in, in that everybody feels a sense of ownership. There are, there are incentives for everyone to um, to aid in the creation of, you know, what we call PRIs, passive recurring income. So if somebody creates a course or creates a class or helps establish a partnership with a web hosting company and there's passive revenue being generated, they have a, they have a stake in it. So there's some profit sharing going on. So as an agency, that's disruptive. In today's day and age, the fact that we're, uh, you know, leasing 3,000 square foot of AAA prime office space on a beautiful sprawling campus uh, is, is disruptive because we're, we're in a day and age where, where people are working from home. Um, and the principal, somebody like me, would be sitting at a Starbucks you know, um, booking calls and, and, and farming out work overseas. So the fact that we are brick and mortar, W2, 401k, um, equity sharing, profit sharing, um, all of those things that are advantage team, um, heavily advantage team are making us disruptive. And what it's done 
is it's allowed us to provide a really superior level of, of service to our clients. Somebody competing against me that has a high turnover rate, that has high unhappy employees, that have employees that are disengaged, that are, are some are working from home, some are contractors and, and, and some are freelancers, they are not gonna be able to get back to a client within eight hours or 12 hours or less. They're gonna need 24 to 36 or 72 or 48, and I'm gonna win. So we're just right. in, in all those ways. Hmm. All right, how does technology influence or complement your business or uh, service product huge huge, huge. Um, google i mean like I, what i would recommend every, anybody watching is if you're in any kind of service industry first thing you should do when when you get a new client is ask them how did you how did you find out about us you know how did you get how did you get here you know it, it's 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 something that we're all used to filling out in anything we do if you're in a service business, ask your customers first question on, on onboarding them. On if they're asking for an estimate or a meeting or a quote or any anything from you, ask them, how did you find us? How did you hear about us? How, how did you get to our website? And we're finding like an increasingly high number of, of our clients are just finding us on Google. That's a big change from just a few years ago where it was mostly word of mouth. And so SEO is playing an increasingly important role um, in business today because people are walking around on their phones and they see something, hear something, need something. First thing they do is they, 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 go, on, they go on to Google. And it's very important that your business be set up in a way that you know, you Google my business is there, your reviews are there, you got the five stars, you got the picture of your, of your space. Um, you got to look legit, you got to look the part. And, uh, and, and I notice an increasingly high uptick in the amount of, of prospects that, that want to do business with us um, coming in without me having to ever go out and look for them, right? You and I see each other at, market, at networking events. That used to be how I got clients. I'd go talk to them, get a card, follow up. And it was just a real kind of clunky, cumbersome process. Now they come through us, they, they identify themselves through our, through our intake form, tell us they came in through Google. And then now when I contact them to meet with them, it's, it's a lot warmer. Because they, they've actually said, I'm giving you permission to market to me. Here's what I need. Can you help me? It's a whole nother um, system. And of course, you're in, you're in the tech space, so you know how important a CRM is and how important project management is. Um, it allows you to scale, right? Without it, what are you, what are you gonna have a notebook or, or, or you know, a post-it note? And so, you know, as an owner, you always gotta be thinking of like, one day somebody's gonna knock on my door and say, hey, your business is doing so awesome, I wanna buy it. And if that day comes, you need to be ready. Um, and any successful business should be ready for that. And so technology helps you prepare for that moment because you somebody's gonna say, okay, so what happens to you if you get hit by a bus on the way home? What's gonna happen to your business? You should have the technological backbone to be able to tell somebody, if something happens to me, God forbid, 
somebody else is going to come in and log in and be able to see everything, see all my clients, see who I need to call, see where all my projects stand, see who owes me money, all that. And that's where technology comes in. I want to talk to you after this call about something called Go High Level. I just found out about it, but it, it may interest you uh, because it's specific for like marketing. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat. But yeah, when you, when you were talking, um, it, it was funny because you said where your leads come from. And, and the first thing I thought was uh, you should use Zoho CRM. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't want to bring up a competitor of yours, but we, we signed on recently uh, with Salesforce um and and we're learning it and i know zoho has a lot of t awesome tools um and you know it just happened to be what what worked best for us but um i know that zoho has a whole suite of tools i recommend you be on a crm period um you know and be on a project management tool period but certainly look into zoho because uh, you guys have a whole suite of tools right um all right awesome so where can our listeners find out more about you? Um, great. So, uh, you know, our podcast is on our website, um, our, our free report card that we offer business owners uh, for their websites. That's on our website. So just go to PeraltaDesign.com, P-E-R-A-L-T-A-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn.com slash in slash Ramon Peralta. Um, you could also uh, look up my book and uh, my book series at launchyourbrandbook.com. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ramona. I appreciate you uh, being on the show. And uh, yeah, let's connect again soon. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Oh, I stopped this damn recording. Oh. <laughs>